The Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series, episode number 139, Ready for Action. Saturday dawned hot and bright. Not a breeze blew. Abby's energy and confidence had taken a beating. The events of the night before tormented her like a threatening shape at the corner of her eye. Her cottage and the churchyard were trapped in enemy territory, and her ragtag army appeared to be outflanked, losing this game of chess. Her immediate desire was to escape, just get out of there, and return to the forest or river gate. Her mission in the wide world was facing defeat. George's news and the light in the abandoned school building looked like the beginnings of an attack in this shadow war, a barely visible movement of the enemy that would break out into open battle before the week was through. Defeat in the trustee election would be the equivalent of checkmate. But Abby was also aware of her friends, whose eager hopes and hard work surrounded her. Even in defeat, she refused to give up and shame all those who, amazing as it seemed, were looking to her for leadership. And so she sipped tea as the sweat dripped down her temples and made a list of things to do each day of the coming week. She heard a knock on her front window pane and saw Jeremy and Eddie waving hello and flew out the door in seconds. Well, we're ready for action. What comes first? Maybe you'll cheer me up. I was just feeling downhearted. Let's go over there in the shade of the maple trees. It's only gonna get hotter today, so let's work now. Okay, three simple things. We move the scaffolding aside, scrape and paint the lower eight feet of the abandoned building, and make the sign reading, Bird Watcher's Path. I need to get cash from Tuck. We buy the materials and work fast before the heat becomes unbearable. Soon Abby had $75 and permission to go ahead with the plan. She also mentioned to Tuck the strange light in the abandoned building the night before, but she downplayed it saying she wasn't totally sure that it might have been just her imagination. Tuck said he would check the second-floor rooms later that afternoon. Jeremy and Eddie headed out to the hardware store and returned with paint, rollers, and trays, work gloves, brushes, and turpentine. They got to work, and in about four hours, the jobs were done. The three sweating and exhausted workers sat in the shade of the cottage and ate the remains of Abby's bread, salmon, nut butter, honey, and apples, and they washed it down with a gallon of cold water. When they walked back to the abandoned building to admire the new coat of paint and the neat new sign, Tuck and Tom Winkle joined them carrying brooms, a bucket of water, dustpans, breathing masks, and garbage bags. 
Tuck unlocked the front door, and they filed into the gloomy interior. The new light bulbs Tuck and Junior Walker had installed only made the appalling details more visible. The peeling paint, the dust, the filthy tables and chairs along the wall, the stains of mold and a serious streak of water damage. The air was stifling with a toxic odor, and so, wearing breathing masks, they gave the large front room a burst of serious cleaning and scraping. Soon the heat and bad air were too much for them. Eddie departed for other errands, and Tuck, Tom, Jeremy, and Abby sat in the shade and drank water. Oh, I could never have begun this job without you. We're all in your debt. It's a process. A lot for one day. But Abby had one thing on her mind, and she finally spoke. Before we stop, let's take a look at the second floor. Oh, uh, are you sure? We can only take so much at one time. Let's take a glance, just to know where we stand. Tuck nodded, and they slowly marched back inside and up the stairs. No lights worked, but the side windows were not boarded up and afforded enough light to view the shocking scene. Footprints were obvious in the dust on the floor. Part of the attic above had rotted and fallen to pieces. Speechless, they walked back outside and sat in the shade. Well, one thing for sure, we're not unlocking that front door for anyone tomorrow. Be on time for church. Stay afterward for the gathering with a smile on your face and take pride in what you've done so far. Tuck stood, sweat pouring down his face, and dragged himself to the side door of the church. Tom Winkle leaned toward Abby and Jeremy. You folks are a godsend. Stay with it. We all need you. Thanks, Tom. Tom tipped his hat and departed. Abby felt certain she held a losing hand, and there appeared to be no remedy. So, what are we going to do? We can't just stay depressed. I have an idea, but it's probably a big mistake. I just can't think of anything else I want to do. Tell me. I'll listen to anything. As you might have noticed, I've mostly run out of food. And I've just about run out of money. I'm so tired of asking Tuck for help. And I've got a beautiful garden full of ripe vegetables, grains, and fruits in the forest, all going to waste. Let's go pick as much as we can carry. It's all free. Besides, I just feel like getting out of here for a few hours. Jeremy studied Abby's face. Hmm. What's the plan? How do we avoid the risks? You go home, and at about midnight, you leave the gas station and disappear into the forest. Then, you find your way to the great oak tree near Glenda's house. Stay far enough in the forest to be invisible. 
Take your time. Stop every once in a while and look and listen carefully. I'll meet you at the oak tree between 12.30 and 1 o'clock. Then you follow me to the garden. No one can follow me into the forest. I'm way too good for them. We pick two or three large bags of food and return. Bring a large, strong bag of some kind. We'll both take food home. Jeremy had been watching her intently. He smiled. Okay, between 12.30 and 1, at the great oak tree. I'm pretty good at this, too. Not in your class, but not so far behind. And you know, we're not in prison. We just feel that way. Exactly. Abby was thinking. Boy, Jeremy's the one to have adventures with. If I knew you really loved me, there would be no together in this wild and crazy world if I knew you really loved me it would set my heart aglow take you with me everywhere I go On a dark and rainy day Is this a dream or just a lie? One burst of sunshine Would light up my way I see the world in your eyes In 
this wild and crazy world If I knew you really loved me It would set my heart aglow Take you with me Everywhere I go 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 Thanks for listening to the Protectors of the Wood Adventure Series. Support us on Patreon at Protectors of the Wood. And to all the eco-warriors out there, remember that everyone can make a difference.